Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Do you ever feel like you get too caught up in what happened in the past and you allow it to dictate how you live in the present? Well, so did my guest today, former professional baseball player Josh Kalinowski. And he talks about how he didn't let his past baseball career define him and explains how he used it to help refine himself in this episode of Iggy's Sports Talk. Welcome back into Iggy Sports Talk. I am your host, Jake Nizuski, or Iggy for short. And I want to thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If this is your first time listening on Iggy Sports Talk, I connect sports with mental health and try to tell inspiring stories like this one to try and help you learn how to overcome your struggles with mental health, overcome adversity, and strive for your dreams so you can live each and every single day to the fullest. And in today's episode, I was joined by former professional baseball player and current motivational speaker and life coach, Josh Kalinowski. And Josh and I talk about how he doesn't allow his past to define who he is, how he deals with failure, and how he found his self-purpose and how you can do the same. Now let's get into my conversation with Josh. I hope that you are enjoying my conversation with Josh, but I just want to take a second to talk to you about today's sponsor, which is Versus Game. And this is an opportunity for you to make money from your knowledge with questions that are 1v1, and you get paid if you are right. As a player, you can play for free, or you can play with real money by purchasing ticket bundles and going up against players that choose the opposite answer as you. And I'm actually going to be coming up with questions over the next few weeks that you can interact with. And today's question is, what are your methods to overcome anxiety? I'm going to be talking about my answers over on Versus Game, and I want to hear from you as well. So make sure to go over and visit www.versusgame.com on the mobile web. And we'll be talking about the result of this question in the next episode here, as well as introducing a new question. And I'm also going to be replying to comments. So after you vote, let us know your reasoning, and we would love to hear it. Make sure to go over and visit www.versusgame.com to get involved now. Now let's get back into my conversation with Josh.
Very powerful. And, you know, I, I think the the idea of, you know, chapters in our life, it's it's such an interesting concept. You know, on Joe Rogan's show, Kevin Hart pretty much said the question of what's your book going to look like at the end of your life? And what chapters are you going to, you know, point out that made you into who you are today? And I think especially, you know, when looking back upon your past, it's great to learn from it, but not define yourself by your past and, and, you know, really take those lessons to, you know, make your future better. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that you control is right here and now. And I, I think especially, you know, when overthinking that sometimes you can allow your past to, you know, uh, put limiting beliefs in your mind to not allow you to fully, you know, be able to live this moment to the fullest. And um, especially through your experiences, how have you really not allowed limiting beliefs to dictate how you live your life in the present? Yeah, I mean, great question, my man. Um, I think first of all, we all have limiting beliefs. Don't don't get me wrong. We all face that. And and until you face those, until you truly actually have those moments with yourself, take the time to actually identify the things that really maybe are those deep seated things that are holding you back. You're, you're never going to get past it, right? So, um, you know, part of this whole idea of like personal development is the fact that you're really taking it personal. That you are actually investing in yourself to discover who you really are. And so I would say that anybody that's out there that right now maybe has some limiting beliefs that they're just not even aware of, or there's some things in life that are just like, man, I just can't seem to break through these things. Are you investing in yourself? You know, are you paying the price? And when I say pay the price, I'm not only talking about this, actually the time and the energy and the effort that it takes to get to know yourself, to get to overcome those things and those challenges, but are you actually physically paying the price? Maybe the financial price to go to the seminar, to hire the coach, to hire the mentor, to go to the mastermind, to become a part of something bigger and better than you are right now currently, right? When you surround yourself with better people, when you surround yourself with other like-minded people, but they've done that, they've been there. They're, they're, they, uh, they've experienced more than you have. It's amazing how much you level up in life, right? I'm telling you the greatest things that I've been able to do since out of the game, when I realized that I needed mentors, when I needed masterminds, when I needed to surround myself with people that like they're where I want to go, that has allowed me to overcome my doubts, overcome my fears, because it goes back to this. They see more in me than I do at my, at that time in my life often. Right. They can see with they can see outside this fishbowl. You know, we all live in this fishbowl that we've created. And because of that, um, obviously, we have limiting beliefs. We don't believe we can get into the bigger aquarium. We can't we don't believe that we can make that type of money or that income. We don't believe that we can have that type of success. Or maybe we do. We just don't know how to do it. Right. We don't know how to do it. We don't know who's going to help us get there. And so for for us, it, we have to be tremendously intentional. We have to be very intentional about, once again, who we surround ourselves with. Who are we willing to pay the price to be around in order to do the things that we know that we want to do? You know, right now, you and I, I'm like, I'm out of the office. I'm down in Phoenix. We're going to be doing a Spartan race. I'm going to be com I'm completing the trifecta. The only reason why I'm doing that is because I aligned myself with another amazing man that is a part of one of our companies. And he challenged me to get the trifecta done this year. And because I have that friendship, because I have that ownership between the, our relationship, I'm down here to go and experience the thing that I'm saying yes to. And unfortunately, we don't say yes to the things that really matter in our life. We make excuses why we can't do it. Well, you know, I can't get away from the family. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if I can really afford it. Oh, well, I, like we just got to stop making excuses, right? Stop making excuses of why you can't do a certain thing in your life. When you start saying yes to the things that are important. It's a lot easier to say no to the distractions in your life.
Very true. And, you know, I, I, I think especially with those excuses, it's, it's so easy for us to make those up in our minds and um, especially, you, you know, neglecting different things that might be super important to our personal development, to our mental health. And um, that's one thing that, you know, I, I think is such a huge lesson, not only for athletes, but for anybody else who is just currently in a career that uh, they might define themselves by that career. For myself, you know, I, I love talking about sports and, you know, some days, you know, I just immerse myself in that. But then I started to think about what am I passionate about outside of that? And, you know, my thing was telling stories, helping inspire others through not only my experiences, but from other people's experiences. That's how we got connected. And, you know, I, I think especially, you know, with anybody trying to figure out what those passions are, whether it's outside of the sport that they play or the, the career that they have, how are you really able to do that and, and figure out what really sets your uh, heart on fire when you wake up every single morning when you're not on the baseball field? Yeah, man, great questions. Uh, well, one, I mean, once again, uh, part of it is literally taking the time to self-discover like what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so that, that's, that's super important. Uh, the other thing is, is, you know, what are you like, once again, I kind of said this before, but like, what are you saying yes to? Like, what are the things that are um, keeping you on fire, right? What are the things that you're doing purposefully throughout your day that, you know, lights you on fire. Um, I call like, I learned from one of my mentors is this, this idea of creating flame time in my, in my day, right? The flame work off, uh, what ends up happening is a lot of the time is if you think of a candle, you've got, you got the base of the candle and we work so hard on that wax, right? The foundation of our businesses, uh, the security financially in our businesses, the thing that, you know, the kind of like, just like building, 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 we're always building on, uh, on the, uh, the wax, right? Well, we never spend time on the wick, the thing that really lights us. Like, why did we start that business? Why did we start that venture? Why did we start that nonprofit? Why are we doing that one thing, right? Well, we get distracted by the busyness and the nuances and the distractions of actual life and or business. And we never spend quality time on that thing that really does light us on fire, right? And so here we have this massive candle but this extraordinarily small wick. And you wonder why people get burned out. You wonder why people get exhausted. You wonder why people don't have desire to go and do the things that they truly desire to do because they're never spending time on that framework. Mm-hmm. And so he really challenged me and he said, hey, listen, you've got to take time out of your week every week to work on that framework. And so I looked at my schedule. I'm like, there's no way I can possibly do this. But I had to make the commitment. I had to say no to the things that were distracting me and yes to the things that were lighting me on fire. And so I first, when I first implemented it, it was a half an hour at a time. But then of course, like any mentor, any great coaches, they challenge you to say, no, 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 you've got to do more. You're capable of doing more. I see the potential in you and you've got to take more time in those things and those projects because those are the things that light you on fire. And those are the things that make give you purpose. And so now I look at those, I look at those opportunities and I'm creating more and more time, hour, hour and a half, two hours. Every time I go on the, on road trips, I take time for flame time at that time as well too. And it's amazing when you take time to stay in those moments that light you on fire, how much more purposeful your life is. And so I think creating flame time in your life is really good. I think another thing that is absolutely important important for us as well too, is to get away from the distractions. Um, One of my favorite authors uh, is a guy named Mark Batterson, uh, one of the best books I've ever read, and I continue to read it every single year. Is Play the Man. It was one of the most pivotal times in my life. Is reading that book, and uh, but he wrote another book, and uh, in it he talked about creating a silent retreat. What are we doing to remove ourselves from the distractions of the world? What are we doing to remove ourselves from the phone and the internet and s- sports and 
everything, everything that's great to a certain point, but if it's not under control, it becomes unhealthy for us. Right. So I just got done with a, uh, a 24 hour silent retreat, uh, about a week ago. And when you can do that, you start to emerge yourself into the desi desires that maybe you've kind of kept down, bottled down, right? You, you emerge yourselves into things. You're like, you know, I've really, I've really wanted to do X, Y, Z. I've really wanted to work on this, 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 right? And so then you give yourself that opportunity, that permission to be able to work on those things that really are meaningful to you. And I got to tell you, man, I do that. Uh, I do a silent retreat uh, twice a year. Um, next year, I'm going to challenge myself to do it three times a year. Hmm. Man, I come back from those retreats just absolutely on fire. I come back a better husband. I come back a better father. I come back a better man, a better leader, a business, better business owner, because I've created space in my life for the important things. I Yeah, I think that's so important, especially being able to take that time and, you know, not have excuses like you mentioned before. And um, if you have any recommendations for some of those, send them over because I'd be very interested in looking into some of those. Um, I'm always looking to get better, whether it's, you know, professionally, uh, mentally or, or physically in, in any sort of, sort of shape or form in my life. But, um, you know, one last thing for you, Josh, is one question that I always love asking people it really makes people think back is, uh, you know, what advice would you give to your younger self, especially right after you hung up the cleats? Mm, wow. Uh, you know, it took me 13 years, actually it took me 10 years um, to realize that baseball was not what defined me. My career was not what defined me. And for so long, I held on to that limiting belief. I held on to the limiting belief that it was exactly who I was and that somehow, um, somehow I had, uh, I had lived my moment and that moment was over. And so if I was able to sit with myself again, when that, when that moment was done at 26 years old, I think what I would do is just reassure myself that first of all, this is exactly what's supposed to happen in your life. And that the greatest chapters of your life are yet to come. And this is going to be an opportunity for you to look back on and really enjoy what you, what you were able to accomplish, but know that there's just so much more greater things that you're going to be so proud of. I love it. And and that's one thing that I think, you know, a lot of people, especially in their twenties, I'm 23 is you know, they look at the number and they forget how much time they really do have and the opportunities yeah. that they have to really make the life how they want it to be but um really appreciate you taking the time today so much insight so many nuggets in there i, I think people are going to love this episode but um if, if anybody wants to you know support you whether it's you know in your companies uh your socials or, or your book as well i'm going to put everything in the description but um let everybody know how, how they can support you yeah man i love it dude uh you know you can find me on instagram uh, joshua d kalinowski i do a drive time uh just about every morning around 8 30 give you the first 15 minutes of my day. And uh, I either, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you my challenges. I'm sharing things that I'm challenging myself to do. Maybe challenging you a little bit too, to step up and step into your game. Uh, so that's a great way. You can always go to joshkalinowski.com, see the things that I'm doing. We've got a lot of free content that there we've got on the, on the site. So those are really two great ways for you to uh, kind of stay in my world. I love it, man. Really appreciate you taking the time. Keep changing the world. Keep doing you and uh, really appreciate it, man. All right, Baba. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Josh Kalinowski and you were able to learn from his journey and take some of his lessons that he's learned throughout his path and apply it to your own life. That's 
honestly why I do this podcast. You know, I, I've dealt with mental health struggles throughout my life. And I figured that since I love sports so much and I love, you know, finding ways to help others. I wanted to do that through this podcast by telling inspiring stories just like Josh. And so if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, I have tons of episodes over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And I actually post new episodes bi-weekly. So make sure to subscribe on any of those audio platforms or over on YouTube so you get notified when new episodes come out. But that's honestly my goal to help you find ways to overcome your mental health struggles. Strive for your dreams and try to live each and every single second that we have on this journey that we call life to the fullest. But as always, I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you so much for the support. If you want to follow Iggy Sports Talk over on Instagram to get updates regarding the podcast and also see clips from each and every single episode and also some past episodes as well, you can follow over there. It's at Iggy Sports Talk. And you can also follow myself over on Instagram. It's at I am Jake Iggy. But I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. We are here with former professional baseball player and current life coach and entrepreneur, Josh Kalinowski. So how are we doing, Josh? I'm doing great, dude. You nailed the last name, by the way. I got to tell you, <laughs> that is the hardest thing typically to say is that last name. So excellent job. <laughs> so with my last name, Ignazewski, it's a little bit, little bit easier, you know, maybe a little bit of a cheat code. That's kind of why I go by Iggy, just because it's so yeah. easy. Uh that was something throughout, you know, my schooling professors always figured out a way to screw up, but makes us unique in yeah. some way, shape or form. Exactly, buddy. We, it makes us a little memorable for sure. Exactly. But, uh, you, you know, I mentioned it so, sort of uh, throughout your journey. It's It's been really incredible to, you know, see not only what you've been able to do outside of baseball and, you know, speaking about the lessons that you learned from your baseball experience, and especially during your post-baseball experience, but, um just to give the listeners a little bit of a rundown, you you were drafted by the Colorado Rockies in 37th round out of high school, and then they liked you so much that they decided to draft you a year later uh, in the 33rd round. And it, it was it's been really interesting to see sort of your content speaking about you know learning about yourself outside of the game, and you know especially through your time, you know through your baseball experience and especially post baseball experience. What are some of the biggest lessons you learned during that time? Yeah, my man. Uh, well, first of all, you know, just having the opportunity to go chase the dream for as long as I was able to do it was quite an amazing um, feat. Uh, and uh, and I and I do realize in my latter years how fortunate I was to be able to do that. Um, but I will tell you, you know, it's like anything. You know, when you would you believe that you were uh, meant to do something when you had a talent that you saw and uh, and that you just owned it and you continued to uh, to develop it and you made it a part of excellence in your life, uh, when those things are taken away, man, it is a, it's a really, really challenging time. And, and, you know, one of the things in reflection of all of that is, is uh, I realized that so much of who I was, was wrapped up in the uniform. So much of the description and, uh, and the ownership of who I thought I, I was, was that, uh, that Jersey that I wore. And, and um, and really, since since retirement from the sport until now, it's been about trying trying to develop who I am and my self worth, mm -hmm. and the value that I truly bring, no matter what what I'm doing. And so um, it's been a it's been quite an adventure 
uh, of finding myself, developing myself, leading myself, um, discovering myself. And, uh, and really that's kind of where I'm at at this point in time in my life as well. And I, I think especially through those times, it really helps us learn about ourselves. And that's one thing that, you know, speaking with different professional athletes, it's been really interesting to hear about that uh, idea of not knowing who you are outside of the game and the importance of that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see sort of what you had to do to be able to learn about that and how you've been able to flourish, you know, outside of the game. And, uh, you, you know, you, you wrote a book, it's called strike three, and it talks about how you overcame those failures and reinvented your life after baseball. And, you know, one line that I think was so interesting sort of in the description of that book is our past doesn't define us. It refines us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, obviously a lot of times what ends up happening is that we play victim to the circumstances that happen in our life. And, you know, when we when we play victim, then we're basically playing defense in life. And what are the things that we need to do that we can look at those scenarios, look at those really as um, as hard as it me as hard as it may seem. Uh, look at those as opportunities, like opportunities to discover yourself, opportunities to figure out really what the true path is in your life, uh, what the true purpose and the true passion that you have. You know, baseball was really a tool. It was a catalyst for me to one, develop the relationships that I was able to develop, to go through the experiences that I was able to go through, uh, to develop the, the, the skills and the mindset and the, and the tenacity uh, that's really um, evolved into where I'm at to this day. And uh, so, um, you know, I think that, you know, with the, with the writing of the book, what I intended to do there was, first of all, I think it was a little bit therapeutic. Right. To be able to get uh, to go back and look at those times and those moments and really figure out what those were for and what they could be for a greater purpose. But then also, I really was hoping for two other things in, in, that the book would do. One is uh, I, I wanted athletes to know that they were not on an island by themselves. I wanted other people to know, like, listen, you're not the only one who's having these fears and these thoughts and these anxieties when it comes to that second that next chapter in your life. But also what I realized is that there's a lot of parents out there. There's a lot of um, grandparents out there. There's a lot of friends and family members that really don't understand uh, the the anxiety that athletes can go through. And, and it's really not just even athletes, right? I mean, it can be military men and women. It could be people that go through tragedy tragedy in their lives. And that chapter is no, is no longer there. Uh, and they've got to get into this new realm. Um and so it get, it's a it's a really great opportunity and a tool, I believe, that helps those that have people that are important in their lives have a little bit of an understanding of really what they're going through, the emotions that they're feeling, and it allows you to be able to um, to really hopefully help them as they get through that next chapter. I think that's so important because that's one of the biggest reasons, you know, why I, you know, turned this podcast into just talking about what happened on regular sports news into, you know, speaking about, you know, the deeper parts and the deeper journeys of sports because so many times athletes are looked at as role models and bigger than life and they're human at the end of the day and they go through every everyday struggles like anybody else does. And I, I think the word opportunity that you brought up is so important because there's a lot of times where you know, we have a situation come up in our life and it's not looked at as an opportunity for a lesson or an opportunity for us to grow. It's looked at as a loss or a failure instead of looking at it as a loss. It's a lesson. And one thing that, you know, I think you have gone through a lot in your life and I think anybody goes through a lot in their life is is the unknown, the unknown of what is next and what is going to happen next on your journey. And I'm curious through your journey and through your path, uh, how do you really approach that unknown and not allow yourself to get caught up in that fear? 
Man, it's a great, great question. You know, I think one of the things that we run into is, um, you know, and let's just take athletes for for instance, is that, you know, we, as we are growing and developing our skills, you know, we've got mentors and coaches all, all the entire time, right? We've got people that are, that are pouring into us. We've got people that are analyzing the things that we're doing. We've got people that are helping us um, with the holes and the gaps that uh, are help that are, that we can eventually, um, uh, get better at. And so that we, we can elevate our game and become the best of the best. Right. Well, when we get into this next chapter of life, we don't realize the correlation of, wow, you probably need to hire a mentor. You probably need to get uh, a table of people that you can trust that can pour into you that really identify and know your, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and they can help you in these next chapters. We try to go and do life alone all by ourselves. And what I realized was that sometimes, especially as you're going into these uncertain times, you really need people around you because oftentimes you don't feel confident enough to do that, right? Because you're really good at one area in your life, but now you're coming into a completely different area of your life. You're going to be in a businessman. You're going to be a businessman, a woman. You're going to be an entrepreneur, right? You're going to get to, you, you, you know, you're going to go into this next venture. And I, what I say is that you've got to have unearned confidence sometimes, right? And the only way that you can get unearned confidence in your life is when you have, when you surround yourself with the right people, when you have people that see more in you than you see in yourself at that time. And what that unearned confidence allows you to do is allows you to take that one step forward and then that one more step forward. And yeah, you might have a couple steps back. You might have some failures. You might have some disappointments. You might have some challenges and struggles. But when you surround yourself, once again, just like you did when you're an athlete, just like you did when you're in the military, when you do that in the other areas of your life, outside of the game, outside of uh, military, um, you're able to you're able to make great mo- uh, movement forward in those things that you want to achieve. And so the, the it's there's there's um, it, I mean it takes some humility, right? I mean we're used to being the best of the best, right? But understand when you have that humility, it's an opportunity for you to really grow in those areas of your life that now that you have identified that you really need to grow in. I think that unearned confidence is something that is so important with having that support system around you. You know, it it could either, you know, correlate with being an athlete or even what I do. You know, we're always our biggest critic and being able to have those people around us that are able to remind us how good we are at different things or what we should be grateful for or those different aspects of life I think is is super important and especially when you're going through a tough time in life being able to have those people that are able to pick you up and uh, you know something that I, I saw you say in Instagram video is if you're going through a storm in life don't make it a sentence make it a chapter I wanted you to go a little bit more into that yeah my man well, I got, you know, honestly, when, when anything, when you have failure in life, especially if it's a big failure, you know, um, you've get, you got a divorce, um, you go through, a, you, you go through bankruptcy, you go through having to close a business, right? You go through something that you felt like, listen, I was going to do this rest of my life. This was going to be the plan. I already had this out. Like this was, this was what the future was supposed to be like. And when, when, when that's disrupted, when, um, when that fails, whether it's because of your doing or because of circumstances completely out of your control, what ends up happening is that you take ownership of that failure and you can't move on because you never are able to forgive yourself. And it becomes a sentence, you know, for 13 years after the game, there was a lot of deep seated doubt that I had that somehow 
I managed to screw up my future, that somehow in the things that I did or the things that I didn't do, that um, I was, I, I was, I was the reason why I was no longer playing the game that I thought I was going to be playing forever for the most part. Right. And until you get to that point where one, one, you can identify that, that, uh, that, um, it's not a sentence. Secondly, it's that you, when you can forgive yourself, this is a big thing. When you can forgive yourself for your past mistakes, when you can take ownership of that and say, listen, that was the past me. Maybe those are the things that I did do. That's no longer the person I am. That's no longer the person I want to be. And you can move on. We can forgive others. Like we're capable of forgiving others pretty easy, right? But forgiving ourselves is really the biggest challenge that I think a lot of people face. And when you can do that, man, you can heal, right? When you can forgive yourself, you can come, you, you can become whole again. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you don't have scars, right? And scars are really good. Internal scars are really good. External scars are really good. I believe in both of those, right? Because they make us stronger. Scars are like the scars are 180% tougher than your actual natural skin, right? So actually having a scar makes you tougher internally and externally and physically because you're doing hard things. But when you can do that, then it just becomes a chapter and it becomes a chapter that you can talk about. It becomes a chapter that you can look back and say, you know what? Yeah, that was the hardest thing that I ever had to go through, but here are the greatest things that came from that. I became this type of a person when I did that. I discovered this about me because of that. And that is now going to help me as I go forward. It's going to help me as I help other people as well too. And when you can identify how you can relate to other people and people can relate to you, that's a powerful moment in your life and really an opportunity for you to really further your purpose. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.